Well, yeah, but if you're dead, you can't be boyfriend and girlfriend anyways. So I, I, I really didn't think this seriously now? about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't go that deep, no, guys. If, if she's dead, then she's a zombie. Then he can keep her in the backyard. I thought that was a bit gross. I still, every, time, every time I see that, I'm just like, yeah, no, I, I, don't, know. I don't like that. I know. <laughs> this is episode 114 of Flicks Watcher Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Flicks Watcher Podcast. Today, we are joined by Adele. Hello. And Clarice. Hi. And as always, Helen. Hello. And we're going to be talking about Shaun of the Dead. Fan of the show? Make sure you follow us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. Visit the website FlixWatcher.tv for full listings and hit subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Just to let you know, guys, all films were available on Netflix UK at the time of recording. Please note, there will be some bad language and there will be spoilers. Hello, film fans. Joining us today in our studio, we have Adele and Carice. If you would like to say hello to our lovely listeners and tell them about the work you do, please. Yes, hello, hello. My name is Adele um, and I am a film critic on YouTube. I host a YouTube channel called Roll Credits. You can find me there. Um, talking all things movies and TV and all that fun stuff. And also I am a new video producer at Facebook. I actually just started a couple of weeks ago, so I'm really excited. Ah, come here from Australia, Ooh, take all the jobs. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. I'm an Aussie in London, love and life. How's that? How, how are you enjoying London so far? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've been here about six months and um, it's a pretty great place. Yeah. Uh, I'm Clarice and I write about movies for The Independent. Um, and also I very occasionally sit in for Mark Commode on Commode Mayor's film show when he is off doing half term or, or the, time, on just the holidaying. On the Wittertainment cruise, typically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say that, but then if you don't listen to the show, that's going to be really confusing because it's not a literal cruise, it's a figurative cruise. So <laughs> I didn't want to unnecessarily confuse people. Yes, I brought it in. I'm sorry. Um, how did you get that gig? Um, they just contacted me because, like Adele, I've also got a YouTube channel called That Darn Movie Show. So they had somehow stumbled across a few of the videos liked what they saw inexplicably <laughs> and just contacted me out of the blue and I went to kind of have a mini audition and the rest is history. I'm sure it's not inexplicably. That's 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 playing yourself down, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. That's what I love to do. Yeah. So we're here talking today about Shaun of the Dead, which is your choice, Adele. I'm so excited <laughs> to be talking about this movie. So can you tell us why you chose Shaun of the Dead and a two minute synopsis? Why did I choose Shaun of the Dead in two minutes or less? So, so that's taken fifteen well, seconds. Of <laughs> yeah, okay, no. <laughs> just want to take up all the time to talk about this movie. Um, well, I picked this movie because it's actually a new addition to the Netflix um, UK library. Mm -hmm. I noticed it pop up, and I'm just so glad that it's there um, because, uh, yeah. So this is a zombie rom-com or a zom rom-com uh, and if you haven't seen it which I'd be very surprised if you hadn't but it's uh, about this guy named Sean uh, and he's just you know stuck in a bit of a dead-end job going about his uh, his life a bit lost in the world uh, when the zombie apocalypse just happens to go down and that kind of takes place in the background initially and then comes to the foreground of the story and it's just so much fun so many laughs a lot of blood and just, yeah, a really good time. I was going to say, you've, you've explained everything there. As, as a new person to London, have you tried to locate where 
where some of these where some of these scenes took place? No, no. But uh, on rewatching it for this episode specifically, uh, I could really start to see like a real London vibe. Because yeah. now that I've been here and, and and lived here for a little while, I could really see. You know, the streets really felt very London. Are you are you based in North or South London? I'm in North London. Okay, so this so this is your jam, really. So is. Did you know it's North London? No, I did okay. not. Yeah. <laughs> I, had I tried no to roll idea with it. where it's meant to be. It's, kind, I just... it's kind of like Holloway, um, Highgate Way. <gasps> That's yeah. so yeah. my hood. It's in a similar space where they filmed a lot of space, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's pretty much because it's kind of a, it's kind of like once you get that way. I'm pointing for people who are on the podcast. <laughs> I'm pointing to we're in Camden. I'm yep. kind of pointing north, and once you kind of go north a bit and not to the very posh areas, then it's all kind of a lot the same. Like Crouch and Holloway is kind of a nice kind of area. Mm. Um, oh. So it's that that kind of no, place. but I have seen on YouTube people uh, recreating the scene where Sean like walks to the corner store. Sure, and uh, I. Would, that would be my dream one day, I, if only. Well, I think it's very tangible. Yeah, I think we'd probably make that happen. <laughs> Your dream can come true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Helen, what do you reckon Shaun of the Dead? I love Shaun of the Dead. I was very happy to have a rewatch of this. And, um, yeah, it's not been on Netflix, I don't think, before. Well, that's, um, I'm not yeah. sure if it's been on before, but I know Hot Fuzz has been on there. Um, and it's well, one those- I mean, Hot Fuzz is on ITV2. Every night, I believe. I, I don't. I don't touch ITV. <laughs> pretty <channel>. much. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, what's not to love about Shaun of the Dead? Well, we can talk about that in a second. Maybe. Um, yeah. When, when one thing I hate about Netflix is when they have a film in like a trilogy or a series, but they don't have the next film or the one before it. So when I had when I had Hot Fuzz all that time, I thought, well, it might be quite nice to watch Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, and then the world's end in like some little. Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, exactly. But then they didn't have that. So it's the first time I've seen Sean of the Dead. So thanks for bringing it onto the show. Oh, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> uh, what about yourself? I, yeah, I feel like Sean of the Dead is one of those weird films that I watched very early. And mm. I think a lot of people I know watched it very early. And so it's just kind of integrated into my like film education in a way. I feel like it's such a a base for for a lot of film fans. It's like kind of the entry points because of the way that Edgar Wright plays around with genre and the way that he plays around with camera, kind of like when you're young and you're watching it, you're sort of learning how films work at the same time. And so rewatching it, I thought I found it really odd because it didn't really feel like I was watching just a movie. It felt like I was watching like a time period or like a certain memory or a certain nostalgia feeling. feeling? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I don't know if I could really approach it critically almost because it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, Shaun of the Dead. It's that film that we all watched when it <laughs> came out and we all were obsessed with it for weeks. And and now I don't know. I feel like maybe I've kind of like moved on a little bit from Shaun of the Dead. Oh, wow. But like it'll always, I don't know, have, have its a special place, place, I feel like. Yes, well, oh. it came out in 2004 and so, yes, I was in high school at the time and I just remember it was when I first saw it with my friends, it was quite edgy and, you know, just that the comedy but also the gore, mm. um, it was really, yeah, pushing pushing the genre in a way that I had definitely not seen before uh, with my friends. So, yeah, it brings up a lot of nostalgia for me as well. Well, we had um, director Iran Creevy on um, a while ago and he was talking about pre-aesthetic and post aesthetic in terms of like the films and the music and what you read up until you turn like 15 16 they're kind of the things that define you as as a as a human or as, as a person your characteristics so and, agree with that and then in, if you watch things after that period that don't time with those formative years 
then it, it becomes quite hard to um, gel with them in, the, in that kind of way. What were the terms oh. again? Pre-aesthetic and post-aesthetic. Hmm. I was trying to Google it, but I couldn't find anything about it. But it did, it did kind of tie in with a lot of the things that myself and Helen had talked about previously, whereby, like for me, one example is given is that modern hip-hop, for me, I don't understand it. I can't, I can't deal with it. So Kendrick Lamar, for me, is so obtuse. But if there's any new hip-hop that kind of harks back to the old stuff, I'm like, that's fantastic mm-hmm. if that makes sense that's so interesting. no that totally yeah. makes sense because usually if you ask people what their favorite film is yeah it's usually a film that they saw right around those formative years between the ages of like you know i don't know nine to 14 yeah something like that and uh yeah it's always usually what they say for their favorite film star wars that's why oh. i'm such a goth because i watched sleepy hollow when i was 13 and i was really <laughs> obsessed with it yes everything's clicking into place yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense it all makes sense oh, now. no how aware of spaced were you before coming into um, Shaun of the Dead and Nick Frost and these guys and Edgar Wright before you, before you saw this film? No, Shaun of the Dead was my first entry point uh, for me into these guys. And to be honest, I think when I saw it, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, uh, walking into. And then I, I did not even know, um, just just quietly, this <clears throat> before my uh, film literacy days, I also didn't know that Hot Fuzz um, was you know, by, also by Edgar Wright. Yeah. I just thought it was another Simon Pegg film. And then when I found out later and then going on to The World's End, I was just, yeah, couldn't be more, like, enamoured. Were you a, a Space fan, Helen? I was. I mean, I just think the stuff that they did for Spaced and this is really funny. And I know it annoys a lot of people because it, it's so referential and it, it does kind of, like, ape so many different genres and mm. mix them all together that some people find that really really annoying but I like it and I like the familiarity and I like watching it and I like that thing about when you've watched it so many times like you know the quotes are coming and you join in and it has that kind of really fun thing that I really enjoy about these things but I know that it does really annoy a lot of people which is why they some people don't like these films um has this been in a Prince Charles cinema it's be a good Prince Charles cinema film I think wouldn't it I must have been. I'm pretty sure they've probably done all three. Yeah. I would have thought so. And had Cornettos for sale. Oh, of course. (laughs) We've got to turn them in together. And if not, they should. Yeah. Paging Prince Charles. (laughs) (laughs) But you said, um, as you said, that you called it a rom-com or a rom-com. People put that kind of series of words together. This is probably one of the first ones, wasn't it, where they put that together or at least put zombie and comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it's not the, f- it was well definitely my first one that I would ever experienced these this genre mash before. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of something off else off the top of my head that would have been pre pre this pre this. I think this this and Zombieland come out in the same year or very close to each other. Not sure. Well, I can find out. We'll do a bit of googling on that. Hmm. Um, but you know, in terms of zombie films and comedy films of zombies, how does this rank for you guys? Oh, well. I don't know. I'm I'm not the biggest zombie movie fan in terms of like my horror preferences. It probably ranks at the bottom. <laughs> no offense to zombies. Ooh, what's what's your preference in yeah. terms of apocalyptic scenarios? Oh, apo- um, oh, well, you know. <laughs> well, my Netflix choice reflects my love of apocalyptic scenarios. I mean, I love everything's gone wrong. It's Mad Max. Everyone's fighting each other for resources. That's how I. That's how I want to see the world end. <laughs> that we all wear cool outfits, and it's this, always like yeah. super sunny, super bright. The sun, the sun's about to explode, and so yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Everyone's just wearing like rags. <laughs> that's, that's probably how it's cool. going to be, though. I think it would definitely going to be like this. We're going to be like in the office and sort of look out the window and 
that's going to be zombies. So this is, this is like a documentary for you? Yeah. I think if I was to have to gauge my categories of horror film, zombies would be at the top, I would think. So um, how does this rank with Dawn of the Dead, which is obviously where it's, where it's riffing on the title? Uh, I mean, the original Dawn of the Dead is a classic. They both offer very, very, very different things, but um, I, I would put them as equals for me personally i do like a good zombie film they're yeah, fun i like a good zombie film as well um for sure hang on i'm just like um um give me help <laughs> help me out here what do i love <laughs> well i mean Z- zombie land is 2009 that came out so i was way off the way off the mark yeah. there but it was uh, for me i think that's probably my favorite i'm not i you know talked before I'm not 21 the, days later 21 days later fantastic brilliant what about um world war zz whichever you which way you choose to mm, not that one keep going (laughs) i think my favorite is just night of the living dead which i know is like the og (laughs) old school but i don't know i think in a way for me it's weirdly never been topped because that film was just perfect in terms of the scares in terms of the suspense and also kind of the whole social commentary behind it Mm. and the fact that the main character gets to the Oh, no, wait, I can't say what happens. No, not allowed to spoil other films no. on this on I'm this sorry. episode. Maybe I have to come back again. It has a great ending. <laughs> <laughs> I think I prefer Zombieland to this. Well, I know I prefer Zombieland to this. I think I, I, think, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of completely different films, though. If you talk about zombie films or comedy-based. Yes, then, I mean, there's not that many. Yeah, there's not that many. But 50-50. That's, but still, this, yeah, in, in that in that ranking of two i'm a I'm more of a zombieland fan over over this one i think it's more um i just like the, the fast pacing of it, the, the quippiness of it and it just kind of had me a lot more than Shaun of the dead and that's partly because i super loved space like, like with all my beating heart and i just don't i see a lot of flourishes of space in here and i can, can tell it's edgar wright i can tell it's simon Pegg behind it but it just doesn't hit me in the same way as the episodes of space do didn't hit you like a Record to the head. No, no. And all the bits I love most in this are the bit, all the more kind of space bits, like where Nick and Simon are ripping off each other and saying, all right, love, and, and you know, having that banter in the pub. They're the bits I like most from this over the, you know, pretending to be zombies to walk into the into the pub and things like that. So that's my only problem. I think I do, I'm, I don't, I'm not as high in this as you guys potentially. And I as other people. The yeah. The biggest yeah. fan of it. You're the biggest fan of this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, was spaced a real big deal here in the UK, like when it first came out? I think it was. Yeah, I think so. It was a Channel 4 thing yeah. when people, when it wasn't when, Netflix, <laughs> when you couldn't record stuff and when I was a student. Back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dark times. So I think you, you tend to have your your mix of mates who kind of watch it all together or had seen the episode and you talk about it afterwards and things like that. So it was, for me, it was like a, a proper talking point. I'm not sure how big it was because it was Channel 4, which wasn't the biggest one channel. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to compare it. I mean, it's not like Game of Thrones, is it, where it's no. like a global success. But I I think for um, when it came out for a certain group of people, it was the best it's thing the best ever. Thing ever. Yeah, absolutely. Compared to other Edgar Wright or Cornetta trilogy films. Oh, well, my favourite Edgar Wright is Scott Pilgrim okay. because I love the comics and I think he just did such a beautiful job of translating a comic to screen in a way that is possibly better than like Marvel and DC have done, just in terms of actually capturing like the visual energy yeah. of when you're reading a comic is like really hard to pull off. And the fact that he actually did it and the film makes sense and flows <laughs> yeah. and is understandable to someone who hasn't read the comics, I think is really impressive. True. I hadn't read the comics and watched the film the first time and thought, what? 
is going on here? But then the second time I watched it, I was like, I properly fell in love with it. But I, after that, I did watch, I did read the comics, which which are excellent, by the way. So good. They're so good. They're so much fun, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but the second time and subsequent times watching Scott Pilgrim, I've looked for the t-shirts. I've looked for everything that they've done because I think it's. I think you're right. Probably is my favorite all out and out Edgar Wright film. I've never considered ranking the Edgar Wright films, so I just never really thought about it. That for me, his his visual style and you know his his tone and everything—it's so Edgar Wright. I don't know. I've never ranked one above the other. I don't know what I. I don't know. I think Scott, Scott Pilgrim might be okay. Okay, Scott Pilgrim might be a little bit above Shot of the Dead. <laughs> just, but it's not on Netflix, is it? Is no. it on Netflix? Scott Pilgrim was on Netflix. Yeah, uh, it was. But I'm not sure. You don't know. Some, they just drop off sometimes. They just like, disappear. You just see it one day. You just got to yes. take that moment while you can because you never it. know if it's going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. God damn you, Netflix. Um, what about other Cornetto trilogy films? Uh, this is definitely the best. For you? Yeah. Although I have watched Hot Fuzz r- ridiculous amount of time just because I find it so easy to watch. Mm. Um, same same with this one. But I think I think the ending of Hot Fuzz is too complicated, whereas this is a li- little bit more simple. And uh, World's End, uh, the, the characters aren't as... Likeable. sweet yeah. yeah i think it went a little bit too dark and the ending is the weakest out of the three of that one i can't remember that's the only one i've only watched once yeah End. i mean it's it's it just doesn't have any it kind of felt like they did it because they kind of felt that they had to do it to, to make the trilogy sure. even though it doesn't really quite look like everyone particularly wants to be there and they're not quite sure where it's going themselves, which is a shame, I think. So the other ones you feel just were a bit more organic, and they came. The ideas just came to the front. Yeah, and I think I, th- I think with obviously Hot Fuzz and Sean, that it's kind of about Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, really, and you know how they are with each other, and that's that's kind of missing in in the third one. Yeah, um, guys, do you want to talk about anything else before we head to the scores? Well, I do just have to mention my one of my favourite scenes in the film. Sure. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. And that would be the scene, the climactic scene in the Winchester pub when the Queen song comes on the jukebox. Yeah. And they all have Don't the, stop me now. Oh, gosh, don't <laughs> stop me now. It's just so much fun. And then the zombies are outside with their arms flailing and they're kind of moshing. The lights are flicking on and off. It just made me put a huge smile on my face. <laughs> and I just remembered how much I loved that scene. And the fact it's all rhythmic, they're all hitting yeah, zombies. In time. Like, yes. Yeah. It's a lovely musical film moment. Well, let's head to scores and keep on talking about the rest of the film uh, whilst we're doing so. So, welcome to the spreadsheet of dreams. So, uh, painted spreadsheet. Painted it? Yeah, we'll say this now by this time. Um, scoring system. <laughs> <laughs> All of our scores are out of five. You may have decimal places. Um, Lowest you can go is a zero, no minuses. And we will start with you, Adele, with the recommendability, please. Is this recommending it in general? Just to to all the people? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go, look, I'm standing by my choice. I'm going five. Excellent. (laughs) Clarice. I I feel like four, because I feel like most people will like it, but... I feel like some people might be turned off by the level of references in it because yeah. it is so sort of paying due to other zombie movies, which maybe if you don't care about them, you'd be like, eh, what's going on? So four? You can, yeah. Like I say, four. you can go to decimal places if you want to. Uh, Helen? 
I'm going to take you on that offer and have a decimal place. I am going to go for a 4.7 because the people who don't like references or zombies are not going to like this. But I just think it's, it's so much fun. If you haven't seen it and you like either Hot Fuzz or World End or you, if, even if you just like Simon Pegg, yeah. just give it a go. Uh, I'm going to go for four as well. This is lots of fun. Um, I don't think it's the funnest of them. And I don't think it's the best Edgar Wright, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg combo out there. So I'd recommend... So which one's your top one then? Well, I prefer Hot Fuzz to this out of the films, but I've, you know, I've rewatched Space a lot more times than I've, I've watched any of the Cornetto trilogies. Cornetto! Uh, so I think, yeah, I just like, like that combination of those guys better. Plus I miss Jessica Hines, Jessica Stevenson in there as well. I think she's a really cool piece of the puzzle as well, which is, which doesn't feature in the films that come on. And also, I think one thing I, I actually, on rewatching again, one thing I didn't really like is Sean's relationship with his girlfriend. I never really kind of gelled with me as to why he's trying to... Win never, her back. Yeah, never win her back or it just didn't seem like a proper form, fully formed you relationship. You were convinced by his motivation. <laughs> well, no, I just didn't, I didn't think it was, a, it didn't make sense as a relationship. So I didn't really care about her or her friends. So for me, I think those guys were a bit more of a distraction mm. from the rest for the guys who I thought were more interesting. Yeah, I think it, it is a little bit weird that he's still trying to get her back during the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> You're like, just save it for later. <laughs> if she's still alive. He's, well, yeah, but if you're dead, you can't be boyfriend and girlfriend anyways. So I, don't, I, why I really didn't think this seriously now? about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a whole new level. I was like, oh, I really didn't go that deep, oh, no, guys. If she's dead, then she's a zombie. Then he can keep her in the backyard. I thought that was a bit gross. I still, every time, every time I see that, I'm just like, yeah, oh, I, I, don't, I don't like that. I know. <laughs> that might be another thing. It just, there's a kind of sour taste in my mouth at the end. A zombified Nick Frost playing, oh, I don't know. Um, repeat, repeat viewing scores. Uh, Adele. Okay. All right. Repeat viewing scores. Look, if... If you enjoyed it enough the first time that you want to watch it a second time, then you're going to find even more like hidden references and mm. fun things in there. So on that alone, I think it's definitely got great repeat viewing um, in there. All right, I'm going to go five. <laughs> it's like you're building yourself up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's going to be I'm just five. Just, just justifying it to the table here. <laughs> uh, Clarice. Oh, I don't It's hard because I probably will not watch it again <laughs> but that's because I've, I've seen it a couple of times now and i feel like like i get it you know when you've seen a film enough times you're like i get it now <laughs> but in deference of people who are maybe watching it for their first time i'd give it like a 3.5 it's worth at least two watches yeah all right and then see how you feel about it afterwards helen this isn't gonna come a surprise a five i don't know how many times i've seen it lots i mean it's been out for a while i had it on dvd i'm pretty sure it was available on sky or something to watch and yeah i'd happily watch it again this weekend <laughs> um i just i just really like it and i know we've i've talked about it but it's just i find it even like the weird bits i don't really mind them i just think they're funny i'm gonna go for a four because i think if you like it you it's, it's such an easy rewatch. i've no problem ever watching it again you and you it's one of those ones where if you if it happened to be on TV that you couldn't go backwards or forwards, then, you know, you can come in at any point and go, oh, yeah, we're at this part of the story sure. and watch the rest of it. Or you yeah. could watch the start and you'd be like, I'm fine. I know what happens. Yeah, yeah. And still have like a lovely time with those minutes you spend with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what did I say for? Um, small screen score. 
I've got to head this up again, do I? Yeah, because you chose it. Oh yeah, okay. Small screen. I think <laughs> prepare this- yourself for the engagement score. That's the one next. <laughs> I um, I you know, I, I want to do something different here, but look, I think it translates really well to the small screen and does really well on Netflix. I'm gonna stay five. Clarice. Yeah, I think I gave it a four because you know so much of the comedy's big and the editing is big, and so. It, it doesn't feel like it's muted or anything by watching it on Netflix. Helen? So I was trying to think whether I'd seen it at the cinema, and I can't remember because it was quite a while ago. I really can't remember if I did or not. Anyway, <laughs> my memory banks, I can't quite pull it up. So I'm going to give it a four, um, again, for the reasons that it really works on TV, but also I think watching it with someone who has also seen it before. So if it was on at the, the Prince Charles, then it would be really fun because yeah. you just get to shout out catchphrases and throw records around the cinema and do would those kind throw, of things. Would they let you throw records? Maybe. You could throw them. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Make it a bit more interactive. Because when you watch sp- when you watch Room, they let you throw... Spoons. Yeah, throw spoons around, which mm. is hilarious. But only plastic. plastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. They always yeah. have a notice saying, no. only plastic, for the love of God, don't throw metal spoons You know, people. that's because that's happened. Yeah. I someone's, I've someone's had a metal ladle. spoon. I believe it. I yeah, think I've been ladle. hit in the head with a metal spoon before. Oh, really? One of those. In the I've PCC? been to a lot. No, 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 no. Uh, like, a I've been room. to many different rooms. This is a whole other. <laughs> when the room gets on Netflix, it's going to melt down. <laughs> I don't think it will because he makes so much money from yeah. Yeah, other no. outlets, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it's a non-committal offer. <laughs> um, the room is hilarious watching it with other people. That's one of those where it has a low small screen score because you have to watch with other people have to to, mm-hmm. to make the most out of it because mm-hmm. it is nonsense. Helen, small screen score? Four. Four. So I was traveling when this first came out. So I wasn't in the UK. And then when it came to America, I was back in the UK. So I've only ever seen this on a small screen. And I think I would benefit. I think maybe I'd be a bit more up on it if I'd seen it with other people uh, the first kind of time. Uh, as it was, I was probably just watching it by in the bedroom at a parent's house, like feeling sorry for myself. Um, so, <laughs> there's nothing big. There's nothing that big. Nothing that flashy about it. So I reckon, I reckon four. I reckon four is good. I've gone straight fours all, all the way through at the moment. Let's go for engagement score. Well, you've gone straight fours. I'm going to do straight fives. Straight five. Engagement. Yeah. You know, it's just, I think it's, again, what we said we said earlier about, I just watched this film for the first time. It's such an influential age. Yeah. And it just hits so many nostalgic fun points with me um, that uh, maybe I'm just a little bit biased. But I love this film. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I think I'd give it a 4.5 because the one thing I really like about the movie is how it's paced and it really just kind of keeps building and building and building until you get the the all-out apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) Helen? I'm also going to go with a uh, 4.5. I mean, it's also one of those films that if you're kind of watching at home and you've definitely seen it once, then you can, you don't have to give 110% engagement on it. And also I've seen it so many times that I can kind of watch it and I don't know, do the ironing at the same time and sure. still get like maximum enjoyment out of it because it's just got that kind of niceness about it. Um, I'm going to go for a five here. Yes. Each time I watch it, there's an extra bit I hadn't seen before or something else I hadn't noticed. This time, it's, I realised it was Rafe Spall. Spall was the um, the guy who works in the shop who's a dick to him, even though he's like 17 years old. Rafe Spall it was in... Who's Rafe Spall? He's... Um, he was the son of Tim Spall. Yeah. He was <laughs> in... All I can think of is, is in Life of Pi. Prometheus. 
Life of Pi, yeah. Is, um, he's always like that English, one day, like... That's Rafe's fault, which is no offense to <laughs> we, him. We know but him that's now. like yeah. a type of actor is like an, an English person who goes... <laughs> it's going to be a film called Denmark, which is coming out quite soon. But yeah, so he's he's quite a big actor actually nowadays. Rafe's yeah, Spall. he's coming up the ranks. But he was he's lost a lot of weight um, from when he was 17. And he looks it does look quite different, but his mouth's the same. So, um, but also just more things like I didn't realize so much about. Um, I don't think I, I realized who Dylan Moran was at the time when I first saw. It. I didn't realize who Bill Nighy really was when that first came out. He was kind of a just an older person for me, but now Bill Nighy's everywhere. Huge, yeah. Um, so I think the I think the the cast is amazing. I, I feel, amazing cast and great cameos as well. Yeah, Vernon Kay. Where was Bernie Kay? He's he's one of the, like the the news bits at the start, but it's just kind of funny to see him obviously oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. screen and of things course. like that. It's it's just it's very 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 British. It is, which I think is another reason why I really like it. But it did but well in ridic- America, though. Yeah, and well, that's what and zombies that, that catapulted his career in well to be on Star Trek, mm-hmm. for example. And did did well in Star Australia Wars. too. Yeah, yeah. It was probably one of my early <laughs> introductions into British humor. Sure was. I think how, like you said, how, how it kind of builds up. So the first time you watch, you perhaps don't notice all the things that are going on in the background. You don't notice that people, he, you know, Simon thinks, sorry, um, Sean thinks that a lot of people just hung over and stuff like that. But then when you watch it more and more times, you're like, oh, that's an infected one. And you see all the things happening in the background and you hear all the off comments, things that the um, commentators are saying and on people on saying the TV. on mm. the TV and how many people are ill or something because of, not because of the flu, it's because of all this syndrome. And it all kind of really... The more and more you watch, it, I think the more and more you do get out of it, and that's why I've got the engagement score so high because you do it does really reward that that side of thing. It's very well, very well made. It is a lot of thought has gone into it, yeah. and there's a lot of you can with all of Edgar Wright's film. He's very loving towards his influences, yeah. and he's very careful not to just do like a straight pastiche or just kind of rip them off. He's basically saying. I am referencing this because it's had such an impact on me when I was watching films mm. and this is where I want to be making them. So they're like, they're kind of like little love letters to different genres and things that he'd, he's he's enjoyed and wants to replicate in his own way. Pre-aesthetic, post-aesthetic. <laughs> um, right, so we always reach out to the guys on Twitter. Oh, what uh, was the overall? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that means the overall score is 4.45. That's very high. Which is tasty. I think I would have bobbed that up <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which is i averaged tasty. it high <laughs> take that faces places <laughs> <laughs> so we always reach out to the guys on twitter before we record uh ask for the input and in this case we said we're reviewing swan of the dead um with adele drover and clarice lou have you seen it give us your thoughts for an on-air shout out on flix watcher give us a five-star rating and we had as i expected quite a decent response for this so we just want to read out a few of these adele can you Lead us out. I would be honoured. Okay. Um, What were they thinking? Said classic movie that get me hooked on zombie flicks for a long time. Five stars. Clarice. Uh, So this is from Joe Cast. It's uh, Joe Cast. Joe Cast. I'm so sorry. (laughs) They must get that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't know it from reading it. Um, And it says, following on from the art episode of Spaced, this is Peg and Wright on pitch, perfect homage form with a heavy dose of originality and a warm but bloody heart, plus a cracking cast, a soundtrack and a zinger-filled, ever-quotable script. 
You've got a red on you. Five star. Oh, well, five cricket bats. Five cricket bats. Very clever. <laughs> we like do that. tend to get people who are creative That's with the emoji. Brilliant. Very good. I love that. I feel even worse for pronouncing your name wrong. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That was great. Uh, Helen, do you want to say the next one? Yeah, I was just going to say in my notes, which I didn't make many because I watched it as I came home from the pub, um, is you've got red on you. <laughs> Um, so this is from I want you to watch this all in caps Um, five stars probably my second favourite zombie movie after Train to Busan I love Train to Busan Train to Busan great zombie fucking sick yes Um, Adele The Countdown Pod says the greatest horror comedy of all time and my favourite British film to boot yes yeah five out of five stars for them oh five out of five Adele we have we have top film tip here um Typically, guys who come on here find it quite difficult to read <laughs> because it's so well written. So, boys, are you ready? Clarice? North London losers, batter and bludgeon, undead hordes, record-breaking, mum-saving, pub-raiding, eccentric, zom-rom-com. Hashtag Shaun of the Dead. TBH, never really found this funny, more a series of nods to other geek culture touchstones, not a patch on Spaced. And it's three zombies out of five ice cream cones. Cornettos, well, I guess Cornettos. Yeah. But those are ice cream cones. There's no Cornetto emoji. So. That's, well, I think that's what it's Points doing. off. <laughs> <laughs> well done. And Helen, last one. Last one is from Death by Film Podcast. Excellent parody with high re watchability factor. That's our own word that they've used yeah. in, our, in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> getting into the english dictionary uh and yeah so uh five stars from them as well yeah so a lot of love yeah this. i think that there is as expected it's yeah. got a great cult following yeah, yeah absolutely um guys can you let us know where where jasper and the rest of the guys can find you online by telling us where, what you do and reminding everyone what you do um with your YouTube channels or in Twitter or your Facebook or not Facebook, Instagrams. <laughs> I'm working at Facebook. Okay. Yeah. But, but if you want to uh, see more from me, you can head over to my YouTube channel, uh, which is youtube.com slash roll credits uh, and see the videos that I'm posting there. Or you can check out my website at www.rollcredits.net. So just to talk a bit about roll credits, you did uh, live reactions to Game of Thrones. I did. That, how, was the how was that first time I've ever filmed myself doing reaction videos because it's, it's such a huge uh, little space corner of uh, the YouTube world and this was the first time I partook and uh, yeah it was fun I thought it would be really silly but it was really fun um, I haven't seen all of them I've seen a four, I saw a few of them including one episode the episode where with Danny at the Red Keep. I'm not going to say more because I don't want to spoil it, but your, I, I really liked your, your my reaction <laughs> oh yeah they were all real I mean yeah. I, I'm when you have a camera pointing at you and you know it's on, I suppose you might be a little bit more animated than if, you know, you were just sitting on the couch in a hoodie. But um, they're all my genuine reactions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Clarice? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Clarice Lou or just put in my name, you'll find it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and on Instagram and on YouTube, I'm that darn movie show. And also writing for The Independent. The Independent and, and occasionally on Komodo Mayo. Fantastic. When it's around half term yeah. or <laughs> summer break, then maybe I'll pop up. What's Tani standing? Yes. Yeah, I'm a substitute teacher of the official term, which makes you feel very old. <laughs> <laughs> very old. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. It was great. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. <laughs> Enjoy listening to Flix Watcher podcast. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
why not leave us your five-star review on iTunes and follow us at FlixWatcherPod on Twitter. Thank you, Rachel Jordan, for editing this podcast and making it sound so smooth and slick and sweet. And thank you very much to Mighty People for the tunes that you all are enjoying now.